Have you ever been trying to build a closer relationship with God only to feel like God keeps on moving further away? That's what we're going to be talking a little bit about in today's episode as we discuss how to build a stronger relationship with God by building stronger relationships with people. So don't go anywhere. That's coming up on Making Room. Welcome to the Making Room podcast. I'm your host, Paul Radke, and this is where we declutter our lives to make more room for God to move. And today we're going to be discussing how to draw closer to God by drawing closer to people, because you can't have one without the other. I know that may sound like some kind of weird paradox or oxymoron, but the truth is you can't draw closer to God without drawing closer to people. And I think I did not hold that belief uh, correctly many times in life. There are many times when I felt like to be who God had called me to be, that I had to separate myself from people, uh, especially difficult people. Because when I got around people that I considered difficult, then I acted out in ways that were not who God called me to be. So my solution many times has been to just not be around those people, right? If I can't be who God's called me to be around them because they get under my skin, then I'm just not going to be around them so that I can be who God's called me to be. But the truth is that I I can't really be fully who God's called me to be unless I learn to be that same person when I'm around difficult people. When Jesus gave the greatest commandment, he said this, he said, to love God with everything you've got and the other is like it, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Now we talk about that a lot and we mention that scripture a lot, especially I've mentioned it many times on this podcast But we don't really understand the realities a lot of times, or we don't let it sink in that to love God with everything we've got, we've got to love people the way that God loves people. If we hope to draw close to God, then we've got to draw close to the people that God loves. And uh, there was this time in life that I had this friend. Well, Well, I still do have this friend, but at the time... I was in a really unhealthy place. I was really selfish. Uh, I was really just into what I wanted to do all of the time and whatever everybody else wanted didn't really matter as much. Um, And this person uh, was a good friend of mine. I enjoyed being friends with them, but they also had a toddler. And this toddler would come over to the house and they would hang out. But the toddler would be a toddler, do what toddlers do, and get into a lot of things and yell and scream and be noisy and run around the house. And, uh, you know, you always have to watch a toddler so they don't get into stuff and hurt themselves or mess something up too bad. And I found that really annoying. (laughs) And unfortunately I don't hide when I'm annoyed. I don't hide it really well. Uh, it just shows up on my face, no matter how hard I try to hide it, it just shows up. And, uh, unfortunately it separated me from this friend, because when I got annoyed with the toddler, obviously that was an uncomfortable situation for the parent. And eventually the parent got annoyed with me because I was getting annoyed with the toddler and wasn't being compassionate or understanding. Uh, And so it drove a wedge between me and this friend that I had. And uh, unfortunately that caused a wedge between us probably for a couple of years until finally I got in a healthier place. And when I got in a healthier place, I started behaving in a you know a more appropriate manner for somebody with young children. And so that relationship was able to heal over time and get better. 
But that's a good, that's a pretty good analogy for how it is with God sometimes is that we, we like being friends with God. We love God. We want to be closer to God, but God has all of these toddlers and these toddlers are getting on our nerves and we're not hiding it well. And when the toddler's around, we, we lash out in ways that we shouldn't and we behave in ways that we shouldn't. And because we're doing that and we're not adapting and we're not getting compassionate and we're not getting outside of ourselves, it's driving a wedge between us and God because God loves people. In fact, he loves people so much that he sent his only son not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved through his sacrifice. And so if God loves people so much that he sent his only son to die on a cross so that he could have relationship with them, then it's pretty offensive to try and draw close to God without drawing close to people. It's pretty offensive to say, God, I want to be friends with you, but these people that you love, I need to keep away from them because I can't be close to you and them. That's a really warped perspective on faith. That's a really warped perspective on how to get close to God. Just like I couldn't get close to this friend until I started allowing their children to come into my life without getting annoyed by them, you can't get close to God without getting close to the people that he loves. And yeah, I know people can be difficult, and I know that people can be annoying, and I get that. And I get that we can't be best friends with everybody. Uh, we, we can't be so close and buddy-buddy with everybody that we spend all of our time with them. I, I, that's not what I'm suggesting. What I am suggesting, though, is that I cannot draw close to God without making space for the people that he loves. And sometimes making space for the people that God loves means making space for people that I disagree with. Making space for people that have a different belief system than I have. Making space for people that I think their lifestyle is the wrong lifestyle to have. If I can't make space for those people, when God loves those people as much as he loves me, then I am automatically putting a wedge between me and God. I am saying, God, I love you, but the people that you love, well, I can't really be around them. And that's not what God has for us. And I think as long as we hold the perspective that in order to draw close to God, we have to push people away. Anytime we get into that kind of theology, we've really got to get in our prayer closet. We've really got to get uh, to a place where we can look inwardly at the stuff that we need to deal with in us because something's out of whack. Something's not quite right. And I've got people in my life, even today, that I find difficult. And when I get around them, I am not the best version of myself. I am not fully uh, who God has called me to be, and I don't have grace for them the way God wants me to have grace for them. And that is not an indication that I should stay away from those people. It's actually an indication that I've got something to work on in me. There's a, there's a reason that it gets under my skin. There's a reason that it separates me from who God's called me to be. And I need to get to that reason and I need to find a way that I can draw close to them and, and be a good friend to somebody that I may not fully agree with and that I may not uh, fully have grace for them the way I should. I've got to find a way to have more grace for them. I've got to find a way to love them more effectively because by learning to love them the way God loves them and learning to have grace for them the way God has grace for them, it opens up my perspective of who God is. And if I live my life only with one perspective of who God is, then I'm, I'm living really short-sightedly. 
I'm living in a really small bubble and it's time for me to, to get outside of that. If my view of the world is only from the perspective of what it's like to live in New Orleans, Louisiana, right? If that's the only perspective I have of the world, then I am missing out on a much wider perspective that I should have of the world around me because there's a lot of places that are nothing like New Orleans. There's a lot of places, uh, there's a lot of people in your life that are nothing like what you're like. They didn't grow up like you grew up. They, they didn't live where you lived. They don't see the world the way you see the world. And if you can only view God through your own lens, then you're missing out on so many millions of other perspectives of who God is. And I've got to get to a place where I don't just see God from this really small lens of, of how I grew up and how I live my life and what I think and what I believe and what my lifestyle is. But I've got to start seeing God from the lens of somebody who's got a completely different belief system than I do. Does that mean I agree with them? Well, no, not, no, it does not mean that I agree with them, but it does mean that I make room for them to be in my life. I've got to make room for people that have a different lifestyle than what I may agree with. The fact that I disagree with it means nothing. What, what does that mean uh, to this person? I need to have love for them and grace for them and compassion for them and just be a good friend to them even though they may have beliefs and lifestyles that I disagree with. But if I can't love them when they're different than me, then how am I seeing God? How am I viewing God? Am I viewing God that he only loves people that fit in this box? And if you don't fit into this box, then I can't love you. And if I love you, but, but I think you're going straight to hell in a handbasket and I don't want to be around you, that's not really the love that God has. God's love may say, hey, yeah, there's a judgment day coming and, and you're in danger of going to hell. But God's love also says, I'm going to draw closer. I'm going to get even closer to you so that I might spare you from that. I, I'm going to love you even more and chase after you even more so that I might have a positive influence in your life so that you don't have to go through that torment later. And I have to make sacrifices for people in my life because that's what Jesus did for me. And if my theology and my view of God and my view of the world doesn't require me to make sacrifices for people that I disagree with or have a different point of view than they have or have a different political uh, viewpoint than they have, then I am missing out on many perspectives on who God is. And it's going to be really hard for me to draw closer to God and get to know God more until I pull back and start seeing the world from a different lens, until I start seeing the world from a wider perspective of just what I think and make room for people to be themselves. Make room for people to be who they are right now. Now, that's not always going to be who they are. That Hopefully, people change. We need to continue to change. We all need to continue to grow and to adapt and to become the best version of ourselves. And if I can't love somebody where they're at right now, then don't show up in my life later and try and be buddy-buddy, right? If you can't love me right now when I'm going through hell, then don't come and try and love me later when I get out of it. No, I, the people that I'm closest with are the people that have been with me through thick and thin. Not just when everything was going great, but these people were with me when everything was going wrong and they stuck by me. And those are the people I'm closest to in life. And 
if we have the kind of ideas about loving people that, well, I'll love them as soon as they think the way I think, or I'll love them better as soon as they do the things that I think that they should do, or the way they should live their lives, the way I think they should live their lives, and then we can be closer, and then we can be best friends, and then I can be who God's called me to be in their lives. No, you need to be who God's called you to be in spite of what somebody else may believe in spite of what other people's point of view might be, and it may be completely opposite to you. You know what? You should be able to be friends with a Muslim. If you're a Christian and you think you can't be friends with a Muslim, then your perspective on God has grown too narrow. And if you're a Christian and you feel like you can't be friends with somebody that's in the LBGTQ plus community, then your perspective on God has gotten too narrow. Because how are we supposed to be a light to the world if we can only be a light when we're around people that agree with us? If I can only be a light when I'm around other light, then what kind of light am I? I'm not. I've got to learn to be a light in dark places. And that doesn't, it it can't come from a place either that I get close to somebody living a lifestyle that's different than mine or a belief system that's different than mine so that I can influence them and, and then they'll come to Jesus No, I've got to learn to be a good friend just to be a good friend. I can't go into building a strong friendship with ulterior motives because ulterior motives will always damage the friendship. No, but they won't really trust me. They won't really believe that we're friends. They'll think I'm just trying to convert them. My goal in getting close to people cannot be that I'm just trying to convert them to believe what I believe and do what I do and think the way I think. I need to go into a relationship with wondering, all right, what can I learn from this person? What can I learn about how they grew up? What can I learn about who they are and what they believe? What can I learn about seeing things from a different perspective than where I'm at right now? Than only the small, narrow lens than what I grew up seeing. And I think that when we get into that place where we can just develop relationships in spite of people having a different, you know, outlook on the world than what we have, then we are becoming more and more like God. We are becoming more and more who Jesus has called us to be, not when we just love people that think the way we think and do the things that we do and believe the way we believe, but we're actually drawing closer to God's heart when we start loving the people that we don't agree with more effectively. When we start loving the people that don't believe like we believe, and want to live a lifestyle that we may not agree with, when we can love them just to love them, just to be friends with them, just to have relationship with them without ulterior motive and a 10-step plan on how we're going to convert them. No, I've got to love them just for who they are because God loves me just for who I am. And I've still got, I've come a long way, thank him for it, uh, but I've got a long way to go. And God loves me right where I'm at. He loved me right where I'm at when I was running from him. He loves me right where I'm at when I'm seeking to do his will, but still making mistakes. So he loves other people right where they are, even with their bad beliefs and even with their different lifestyles and even with their different political, different political views, uh, even with them living a complete opposite lifestyle that, to how Jesus taught us to live, God still has love and compassion for them. And will we learn to have love and compassion for them? Will we learn to develop close relationship with people that fit outside of who we think we should have relationship with? 
And I think if you have kind of hit a roadblock to, I, I can't be close to them because then that will separate me from who God is. If you're in that place, then I want you to desperately start to pray and to read scripture and to see how Jesus reached people that were beyond his own perspective. Jesus reached people that were beyond uh, his own limited lens of, of Judaism, right? Jesus goes to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. He wasn't even supposed to be talking to her. It was culturally unacceptable. Uh, he should have just turned his back and gone the other way. He definitely shouldn't have been asking for her to draw water from the well for him, but he broke all the cultural barriers and he broke all the social norms in order to talk to somebody that needed him, in order to reveal himself to somebody that needed revelation. And who is the Samaritan in your life that because it's culturally not acceptable or because it's politically not acceptable or because your church doesn't think you should be doing it or your pastor preaches against it, that you don't get close to people that God desires for you to be close to because he loves them. And if God loves them, we need to love them too. Now, you know, does that mean that we agree with them? No, absolutely not. But if we're only friends with people that we agree with, then we're going to have a really small friendship group for one thing, and we're going to have a really limited perspective for another thing. And I can't be who God's called me to be in the world if my limited perspective only allows me to be who God's called me to be when I'm sitting in church. I can't be who God's called me to be for, for the Muslims in Iran, and I can't be who God's called me to be for the people living in the bush in Africa who have never even heard the name of Jesus, and I can't be who God's called me to be for the person living a completely different lifestyle than what I think is uh, what God has for us if I can only love them when they start agreeing with me or when they start believing what I believe or when they start rejecting that lifestyle. No, I've got to love them right where they're at, right what they're doing, even though I think it's wrong, even though the Bible may speak against it, I can still love them the way Jesus loved them. I can still hang around them. You know, I, we hear people say that Jesus hung around with sinners, but I heard another person put it this way, is that Jesus didn't hang around sinners, sinners hung around Jesus. And how does that change our perspective about it? And that Jesus didn't just go jumping in to hang out with the sinners. No, Jesus was just such an enticing, loving, compassionate, good-hearted, lovely person that even when people disagreed with him, they wanted to be around him. Even when people didn't believe in him fully, they just wanted to be in proximity to him because there was something about him that was enticing. And can we get to the place in our lives where we're just so loving and compassionate and so enticing to the world around us that we don't have to go hang out with the sinners. The sinners want to hang out with us. Can we get to a place where we can get outside of the church walls and still be who God has called us to be? And that right there is so enticing to a world that is confused, a, a world that feels rejected by God because of how his people have treated them for so long, a world that has had they felt like they have had to embrace wickedness because wickedness is the only thing that will accept them for who they are. Is that the world that we have created as Christians? Is that the world is embracing evil things because it looks like the evil things are the only thing that will accept them for who they are, where they're at, without having some kind of ulterior motive? 
And when will we as followers of Jesus step up to be more enticing than that? Does that mean don't stand up for righteousness? No, but it means that you can love somebody even in their unrighteousness. Why? Because you're unrighteous. None of us are perfect. None of us have a righteousness because we do all the right things. We only have a righteousness because of who Jesus is. And that's the kind of love and compassion that I need to be showing is that it's not because of what I've done that makes me righteous anyway. So I've got nothing to uphold. I've got no standard that I've got to prove a point on in order to love somebody effectively. No, I can love them right where they're at, right with whatever they're doing, whatever, however they're choosing to live their lives. I can choose to love them and develop friendship with them without having an ulterior motive, without having an agenda. I can just love them for them. And will that be so enticing to the world around us that we don't have to go hang out with them? They want to hang out with us. Can we become so enticing that, that we don't have to go purposely go sit in a bar room so that we can minister to people, but those people come out of the bar room to hang out with us. Or, or we don't go into the bar room acting like they act and doing the things that they do. But when we go in, we're still who God called us to be, even though we're in a different environment. And we don't have a judgmental attitude about it. And we don't have a, a you know, you're less than I am because I don't drink mentality. You know what? We're not even sure that drinking is a sin. So y'all need to let it go. Y'all need to drop that like a hot rock. Jesus' first miracle was turning water into wine, and you judge people incessantly because they drink alcohol, and so you think that makes them a less Christian than you are. Man, y'all need to quit. Y'all need to quit. You're no better Christian than anybody else because you stay away from drugs or alcohol or, or whatever it may be. Now, are you more obedient to what God is calling you to do? Yeah, maybe. And maybe they do have something to learn from you, but they're not going to learn it from you with you being self-righteous. They're not going to learn it from you with you, you know, sticking your nose up at them and acting like they need to change or else they can't get close to God. None of us are worthy to get close to God except by the blood of Jesus. And if I think, once again, if I think that I can get close to God without getting close to people that he loves, then I'm mistaken and I've gone, I've gotten off track. And I've got to refocus and realign to understand that if I'm in a barrier and I'm hitting a wall with getting close to God, chances are it's because I refuse to get close to people. It's because I refuse, I'm putting up walls and barriers with people that I think are different than me or people that I dislike or people that hold different points of view. And all of those barriers are not just keeping a wedge between me and them, but they're keeping a wedge between me and God. And it's time for us to, to tear down those walls. It's time for us to tear down the, the, the walls of the church and, and only be who God's called us to be inside those four walls because those are the people that agree with us. No, if we can't be that person when nobody agrees with us, then we're not really that person. If I don't love my wife in circumstances when my wife is being what I would consider difficult, <laughs> I worded that really correctly, really quickly. <laughs> If I can't love my my wife when we're having a disagreement and when she wants something that I don't want, then I have to question, well, how much do I really love her that I can only love her effectively when she wants the things that I want and does the things that I want her to do? When she's only the person that I want her to be, that's when I can love her. But when she's not that person, I can't love her effectively. I've got stuff that I need to work on in me. 
It's not her that needs to change. It's not them that needs to change. It's you that needs to change. It's us that needs to change. It's the church that needs to change. When we're in a place that we feel like we can't be friends with the world because the world will separate us from who Jesus called us to be, well, how much do you love Jesus? How much are you really committed to being obedient to Jesus? Because if you can't be who he is outside of the church, then you have to really question, well, am I really being who God's called me to be in the church? Or is it just a facade? Is this just a mask? Can I only do it when the conditions are just right and otherwise I'm just like them and I'm hateful and I'm unforgiving and I'm bitter and I'm angry and I'm all of these things that have nothing to do with being who God's called me. We've got to break that stuff up. We've got to quit acting like separating ourselves from people that, that are different than us is holy. It's not holy. It's not righteous. It's not who Jesus has called us to be. And it's time for us to make some changes. It's time for us to start drawing closer to people and building relationships with people. And while we do that, we'll start to widen our perspective of who God is. We'll start to draw closer and closer to God as we determine in our hearts to draw closer and closer to people that we find difficult, to people that we don't agree with. So I hope that this gives you something to think about I hope that this gives you a reason to change the way you've been looking and approaching faith as if you need to separate yourself from people in order to be who God's called you to be. You know what? Jesus separated himself for seasons, like for for short periods of time to draw closer to God and to realign with the Father. But then he went out and became more of a lover of people and more compassionate and, and had more grace for people. So when God wants you to separate, it's only for a short period of time so that you can just go out and love people more effectively. So I hope that you'll pray about this. I hope that you'll read scripture and dig into really seek God for how you can love people more effectively, because I know, I promise you, I've experienced this, that as you love people more effectively, you're going to draw closer to God in the process. I love you all. Thank you so much for watching. Hit the like button, hit subscribe, hit the bell so you get future notifications. And I look forward to being with you next week.